Hello, and welcome to the Thinking Jew Podcast, where we dive deep into Torah and Judaism to uncover its hidden beauty. Come join us as we take a closer look and breathe new life into traditional Jewish ideas. And now, here's your host, Rabbi Moshe Siegel. Hello, and welcome back to the Thinking Jew Podcast. Coming to you from the middle of many unpacked boxes in Silver Spring, Maryland, I'm excited to release a new episode on an awesome topic. Today, I want to discuss the very first words a Jew utters when he or she wakes up in the morning, the Moda Ani prayer. We'll begin with the text, and then the source of Moda Ani, what it means on a basic level, and finish off with a very powerful Kabbalistic explanation that we can really carry with us throughout the day. So let's start with the text itself. The words are, Mode ani lefanecha, melech chai vikayom, shechazarta bi nishmasi bechemla, rabba emunasecha, which means, I am thankful before you, living and eternal king, for you return my soul inside of me with compassion. Abundant is your faithfulness. So basically, it's a 12 word prayer that expresses our gratitude to God for giving us another day on earth. The Mishnah Brura, which is the primary commentary on the Code of Jewish Law, writes that as soon as you wake up, you should say these words. And since the name of God is not mentioned explicitly in the text, you do not even need to wash your hands before saying it. In terms of the source of the prayer, the earliest source of these exact words of Moda'ani are in a book by Rabbi Moshe ben Machir, called Seder Hayom, which was published in the year 1599. And although the exact words of Moda'ani aren't documented until then, the concept of thanking God for another day as soon as you wake up in the morning is actually explicit in the Talmud. In the Jerusalem Talmud, in the Tractate of Brachos 4.1, the Talmud states, In the morning one must say, Moda'ani lefanecha, I am thankful before you, Hashem, my God, and the God of my forefathers, that you took me from darkness to light, which the commentaries explain means you took me into another day, thanking God for another day on this earth. So that's the text and the basic historical background of Moda'ani. But the remaining questions are, why do we start our day with gratitude specifically? Why is this message so essential that Halacha desires us to do this at the very first moment we awake? And in general, what's the deeper meaning behind Moda'ani? So on a basic level, gratitude is good for you. There's a fascinating study titled Counting Blessings Versus Burdens, an Experimental Investigation of Gratitude and Subjective Well-Being in Daily Life. It was conducted by Professor Robert Emmons of the University of California and Professor Michael McCullough of the University of Miami. And they basically studied the effects of gratitude on people's lives. And they had three different groups of people. One kept gratitude journals, one journaled the issues they were experiencing and the difficulties of life, and one just journaled life in general with no explicit positive or negative focus. And I'll quote to you from page nine of their study, quote, participants in the gratitude condition reported considerably more satisfaction with their lives as a whole, felt more optimism about the upcoming week and felt more connected with others than did participants in the control condition. Therefore, it appears that participation in the gratitude condition 
led to substantial and consistent improvements in people's assessments of the global well-being, end quote. And I'll link this study in the source sheet along with all the other sources quoted as well. So try this tomorrow. Wake up in the morning and just take a moment to reflect. I'm alive. I have more I can accomplish today. Allow yourself to feel that inner gratitude and appreciation to your maker for providing you with the opportunity for another day. And that can be an extremely powerful morning meditation that will really, as the study shows, transform you into a more optimistic and, in general, happier person. But it also goes even deeper than this. If you look back at the text, after we thank God for compassionately returning our souls to us, the very last two words of Moda'ani are, Rabba emunasecha, great is your faithfulness. And the Mishnah Brura explains that these words are sourced in a verse from Lamentations, which states that God's kindness has no end, and every morning he renews this kindness with great faithfulness. So the Mishnah Brura understands that the word faithfulness is referring to God's faithfulness in returning our souls to us. We're thanking God for compassionately and consistently returning our souls to us. But the Holy Zohar, the great Kabbalistic work, has a different explanation. And it's such a powerful idea to wake up with and carry with us throughout our day. The Zohar writes as follows. Rabbi Yitzchak says, Every night when one goes to sleep, his soul ascends to God in heaven. And God sees the soul with all of the blemishes and dirt that's on it. God sees all of the imperfections that we've done previously. He sees everything that we failed at and all the tests that we did not pass. Yet, says the Zohar, how does God respond? Rabba emunasecha. Great is God's faithfulness. What faithfulness? Faithfulness in you. God has complete faith in you. And when God tells your soul to go back into your body in the morning, he is in essence saying, I have faith that today you're going to do better. Tonight, when you send your soul back up at the end of this day, it'll be improved from the night before. And God doesn't just have a little faith, but Rabba emunasecha, an abundance of faith, a tremendous amount of faith in you. God's faithfulness is not in returning his soul's but rather the faith is in each one of us to accomplish that which we're capable of. My partner in Richardson, the holy Rabbi Avi Honigsfeld, always shares a beautiful parable that brings out this point. Imagine you're on a basketball team and you're playing for the league championship. There's eight seconds left on the clock and you're down by one. Coach calls a timeout to drop one last play for the championship. The whole gym sitting there, waiting with bated breath. Coach calls out five names and says, you five are in for the last play. Then he draws up the play for the best player on the team. Everything looks perfect on paper, and this should give your team the best shot at winning the title. As soon as the ball is inbounded, the other team's defense triple teams your best player and breaks up the play. You end up with the ball in your hand with three seconds left on the clock. You have a wide open shot, but the play wasn't drawn up for you. You aren't supposed to be the one taking it. So you freeze up. And all in a split second, you have all these thoughts passing through your head. Should you shoot it? Should you not? 
you decide to throw a very difficult pass to the best player who somehow catches it, but being triple teamed, throws up a last second prayer that clinks off the back of the rim. Your team loses season over. You head to the locker room, sulking with your head low. After the coach congratulates the team on an amazing second place season, trying to cheer up the room, everyone starts packing up their stuff to leave. As you're leaving, coach motions to you and asks you to come into his office. You're scared he's going to make sure that you know how much you messed up, but he doesn't. Here's what he says. Son, I want you to know something. When I picked the five guys to be on the court for the last play, it's because I believed that every one of those five people were able to win the game for us. When you got that ball in your hands with three seconds left, you looked scared. You looked like you didn't believe you could make that shot. Well, I want to tell you, son, if I put you on that court, then I believed you could. So next time you get that opportunity, even if you don't believe in yourself, know that I believe in you and shoot it. Every morning when God once again compassionately returns our souls to us, he's telling us this exact message. He's saying, listen, my son or my daughter, I believe in you. I'm putting you back in this world. And the fact that I'm keeping you in the game means that I believe you can make a difference. I believe you can accomplish great things. And even if you look at yourself and say to yourself, what kind of change can I really accomplish in this big world? What can I really do? Know that even if you don't believe in yourself, I believe in you. Rabba emunasecha, a lot, an abundance of faith do I have in you. That's the power of Moda'ani. We wake up every morning and first we say, God, thank you. We fill our hearts with gratitude and thankfulness. And then we remind ourselves, God believes in me. God returned my soul to me because he has faith in me to accomplish more in this world. What an empowering message to begin our day with. I give us all a blessing that we should appreciate the tremendous gift of life that God continuously gives us and that we should believe in ourselves as much as God believes in us. Until next time, wishing everyone an amazing week. Thank you for listening to the Thinking Jew podcast and for taking the time to study Torah and deepen your connection to Judaism. If you found value in today's episode, please leave us a rating or review and subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or topic requests for Rabbi Moshe, please email the Thinking Jew podcast at gmail.com or visit thethinkingjew.com.